Amen. Thank you, Meredith. Good morning, church. What a gift it is to be able to gather together. Would you agree with that? All right. Now, is, there's something else we should note. Uh, this is the first Sunday that we're actually streaming the service uh, for those who aren't able to make it. So those, welcome to our first streamed service. Uh, don't worry. It's, I think it's just on me, so you won't, you won't be on the, the screen there. Church, stuff is going on. Stuff is going on. Anybody uh, been caught in a bit of shopping this week? Anybody had an underlying fear as you've shopped? Some, some stuff going on? I have to be honest with you. Um, so last, last week, um, Jody went to get uh, toilet paper, I believe it was, from the store, and it was all gone here. So I was in town. I had to run an errand. And uh, she said, hey, can you grab some toilet paper? So I'm at Costco, and I'm walking up to the toilet paper, and I'm seeing everybody with toilet paper in Costco and flying off. Now, there's this one sales section, and it was reduced, reduced, reduced. And the last one was just about gone. I grabbed it, and then I thought, I'm just going to grab two more. And then I grabbed a dehydrator, and I'm walking down Costco. I was that guy. <laughs> I was that guy. Now, here's the thing, church, and Meredith said it so well, is uh, we don't have to be afraid. One of the core uh, themes throughout Scripture is this idea that as children of God, we do not have to be afraid. Time and time and time again, God says or God sends word through His messengers, do not be afraid. Fear not. And I think it's absolutely imperative that we, uh, that we just pause in this moment and make space to banish all fear. So what I'm going to do is just read a couple of verses. And what I want to invite you to do is I want you to just settle yourself and come before the Lord. And I'm going to read them. There's going to be a bit of space. And I, what I want you to do is I want you to listen I want you to open your spiritual ears. I want you to listen for what God is saying for you. I want you to listen what He's saying for our community. I want you to listen to what He's saying for our world. And what you might want to do is, is just get a, a pen or a pencil or your notes ready just to, just to make note of what it is you hear. And so, Lord, we enter this space right now with awareness that our world is unsettled. And, and possibly, Lord, we need to confess that we've been unsettled as well. And if that's, that's where you are, just, just silently, just inwardly, for now, anyways, just, just make that confession before God. Now, as I read these various scriptures, and I'm not going to say the reference. You can come and talk to me later if you want the reference. Um, but I just want you to hear these words from the Lord. So just listen. Fear not. For I am with you. Be not dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
When I am afraid, O Lord, I put my trust in you. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Be strong. Be courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of your enemy, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. And so, Father, we just take a few moments right now to sit before you. Holy Spirit, would you bring to mind any areas of fear that, that we need to cast out? We just welcome your peace, Lord. We just welcome your peace. Amen. See, this idea of fear is a real one. It's a true one. And, and down at, at the very core, what is it that people are afraid of? What is it that the we are afraid of? Ultimately, we're afraid of dying. It's a real thing. COVID-19 is a real thing. The contagious element of it is a real thing. We would be ignorant to put our heads in the sand and ignore it. But we don't need to be afraid. And this is where Paul, who's in, in prison writing the letter to the Philippians, he says this in Philippians 1.21, For me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. He wrestles with this. Because he goes, man, if, if I die, it is going to be so sweet. It will be so... I, I will be free from this thorn, whatever the thorn is, I will, I will be walking hand in hand with my Savior. But he wrestles and he goes, but, but I know that my job ministering, working with, teaching you, shepherding you, empowering and equipping you isn't done yet. And I know that that is actually what God has called me to right now. And, and so I know that as you pray for me, I know that freedom will come. I know that I will press on with you. To live is Christ and to die is gain. And see, we only have this assurance. We only have this assurance when we're sure of our identity. Now, identity is something that we've talked about before, and it's so essential that we keep going back to it. Because when we understand who we truly are, who we truly are in Jesus, it changes our life, it changes the world around us. Now, this is where we're going to connect into our series today. We've been in this deeper series, this call for us not to stay where we are, but to get to a deeper level of intimacy with our God. And that's what naturally happens, isn't it, with, with somebody that you're growing in relationship. If you've ever been in relationship uh, with uh, somebody who you're, you're looking at with the, the goal of one day getting married, you know that the first date you will have this desire, uh, normally after the first date, you'll have this desire to go deeper, to know more about that person. It's a natural part of growing, but it, it seems at times uh, in our walk with God that we stop. 
we move into this place of just doing route things, doing what we've done and always done, and, and the call of God on our lives is to go deeper. That was an amen from that little baby. John 8 says this, John 8, 42. If you've got your Bibles, turn to, to John 8, 42. Jesus said to them, and he's talking to the Pharisees right now. He said, if God were your father, you would love me, for I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet, because I tell the truth, you don't believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I'm telling the truth, why don't you believe me? Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Now Jesus says a number of things, a number of startling things, a number of alarming things. And don't worry, I'm not saying to you that if you're not hearing from God, you're a child of the devil. Let's release that, okay? What I am saying, though, is that it's imperative that we are hearing from God. What I am saying is that until we come to this place where we confess Jesus as Lord, we are oriented in the world and we're giving authority to the enemy. Remember, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees who don't believe he is the Messiah. Jesus is talking to these people who, rather than trying to understand his teaching, are trying to figure out how to murder him. What Jesus is saying here is that when you belong to God, you can hear from God. When you belong to God, you can hear from God. Now, hearing what God says is so essential as we journey through life. And one of the, the more common things I hear as I meet with people and talk with people is that they, they don't hear what God says is saying that they don't know what God wants of them. There's this, this blank place. And eventually they become okay with it and move just into that rhythm, the rhythm, the rhythm of doing the right things, which is important, the rhythm of, of religion rather than relationship. And what Jesus is saying here, and, and this, is, this is the key here, okay, is that when you belong to God, when you belong to God, you can hear from God. Now before that, the Holy Spirit is moving throughout the world, and he's bringing conviction. He's saying, hey, you need to know Jesus. What you're doing there is wrong. And that's, that's universal. That's for everybody, right? And when we eventually respond to that, that conviction, we, we shift, and Jesus becomes our God, we move into relationship. And then we hear from God, not as one who's bringing condemnation or conviction, because he actually doesn't bring condemnation, he brings conviction, invitation into life. When we move into that relationship, that's all of a sudden when we hear the voice of the Father. When we hear the voice of the Father saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. I have such good things for you.
Romans 10 holds a couple of keys for us here. Right, the first entry into the relationship we see in Romans 10, 9. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and are made right before God and your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. That's your entry into relationship. Until you make that commitment and that decision, the relationship between you and God, it's just not right. God's done everything that he can. He's come after you. He's made a way for you. He's standing trying to get your attention. He loves you. He wants you. But you have to ultimately make that decision to say, God, I love you. I believe in Jesus he is your son. I believe he raised from the dead. Spoken with your mouth and your heart, and you enter in. And here's the thing. Romans 10, 17 helps us understand further. Faith comes from hearing the message. The message is heard through the word about Christ. If you're here today and you go, I don't hear from God, but you've made that heart and mouth confession, you have heard from God. You, you already have heard from God. You've heard His voice of invitation, which means what? You have the capacity to hear more. You have, her, you have that opportunity and that capacity. Now, it's interesting, the first uh, Sunday that in this message we talked about ongoing prayer, praying without ceasing. It's possible that this message should have come before that. But the importance of unceasing prayer uh, is this posture of listening towards God. I think it's really important that, that we stand on this idea that, that the very fact that you've chosen Jesus means that you, you have a line to the Father. You, you have that relationship with Him. You may have learned to ride a bike when you were a child. Does anybody actually remember the first time riding a bike? Can you picture it in your mind? A couple of us can. I can remember the cul-de-sac in Cranbrook, British Columbia, where, where I was born and raised the first 11 years of my life. I remember, I believe the color of my bike was blue, and I remember when those training wheels came off, and I think I remember some skin knees. But man, I, re I learned how to ride that bike. Now, if, if I stopped riding a bike from that age until now, and so I don't know how to, how to ride a bike anymore. Chances are good that if I got back on, on a bike, I would learn to be able to ride it probably quicker than when I was younger. Would you agree? Same thing with hearing from God. You heard from God. He's still speaking. It's possible something has to change with your posture, with your listening, with your waiting on Him. somebody who uh, has a child who is hard of hearing and is praying for that child, praying for healing, praying that the, the ear would, ears would open so that he could hear. Uh, but he, he shared about the importance of when he was trying to communicate with, that, with his son, uh, that he would maneuver himself, he would get into a place where his son could see and be able to read his lips he said with other people, you would, he, would, he would raise his voice. If, you, if you've ever been with somebody who's hard of hearing and they can't quite hear what you're saying, what do you do? 
You raise your voice. Church, can you hear me? It's quiet. And see, here's the thing. If, if we're doing that in order to care for the person who's not hearing us, how much more is God going to do that as a good father? How much is God trying to speak His truth, His hope, His life into you? And here comes one of the greatest dangers, the greatest risks, the greatest challenges. Is too quickly we're willing to listen to other voices. Too quickly we're willing to accept what other people or other things or other influences say. And the reality is, uh, that's one of the ways that the enemy wreaks havoc in our lives. He's a liar. We just read that, right? Jesus was talking about what the enemy does. There's no truth in him. He's a liar. From the beginning, his goal is to shift our eyes from God onto anything else. The thing is, When Jesus came, when he went to the grave, and when he came up, and just before he left, when he gave his commission, he said, all authority has been given to me. Right? So sometimes we go, oh, well, Satan's got all this influence. He's got all, he's got all this, this play in this world. He's the prince of this world. No, 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 no. When Jesus did that work, he took all authority back. He didn't say, okay, guys, I got 90%. You got to go get the last 10%. Can, are you with me? No. All authority. He took all authority. He has all authority. It's his and he gives it to us. Okay? Bring in the identity piece. Our identity as children of God means that we, in Jesus, have what? All authority. Not just 90%. In Jesus, all authority. This idea of, of listening and, and not hearing is a myth. The idea that God doesn't speak anymore is, is a lie. Our posture needs to embrace the full identity that we have in Jesus. And then we need to just listen. We need to get rid of the doubt Ask questions. It's okay to ask questions, but doubt. Get rid of the doubt. Stand in your authority as children of God. And this happens sometimes when we face difficulties in our lives, right? We've been talking a lot about praying for people and seeing healing happen. Uh, and sometimes when we pray for somebody and they're not healed, we take that as a defeat. And then we start to believe that, well, maybe God doesn't want to do that, or maybe he doesn't even ever do that. And we move into this place uh, of not only thinking lies, but starting to speak them and doubt what the truth is, and the reality is, is Jesus said, I give you all authority. In John 16, he says, hey, you, my disciples, are going to go out and you are going to do even greater things than I've done. Why? Because you have all authority. 
You are a full-born child of the living God. You're both a physical and a spiritual person, and God loves you so deeply. His heart is to see you step into and walk in the fullness that he's made for you. Will we face adversity? Yes. Absolutely. Why? We are in a war. It's a, it's a war zone. Maybe some of what's actually happening in the material world right now, we're, we're getting a glimpse of what happens in the spiritual world. It can be chaos. Why? Because people are making decisions, and rather than choosing the fullness that, that they can have in God, they're choosing other things, which never gives fullness. Will we both win and lose some of the battles that are part of the greater war? Absolutely. You're going to win some, and when you win, celebrate and keep your eyes on Jesus. When you lose some, repent, keep your eyes on Jesus. Just because you lose a battle doesn't mean you've lost your identity. You may have something that you're struggling with, struggling with, struggling with. Your identity is still in Jesus, and He wants to, to take whatever that struggle is from you. The question is, will you trust Him with it? Will you give it to Him? Will we win and lose battles? Absolutely. But we, will we win the war? 100%. See, when we lose battles, we feel defeated. We feel like a failure. We feel all these things. And we move into a place that, that says maybe something like, oh, I just want to give up. I, I'm, not, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not, or it doesn't even matter. Right? I mean, all that, that stuff, that's for the crazies anyways. I'm just going to put my head down. I'm going to play it safe. All those are lies. And what God is saying, and, and it's exactly what Meredith said in the, the opening, is that I have overcome the world. Jesus says, take heart. Don't be discouraged. Don't be afraid. I've got this. See, hearing God's heart for you changes your identity. When you accept it it, it, it changes your identity. You become new. You're made new. It's so essential that we are posturing ourselves to hear from God. One of the great battles that we face are our lies. We just talked about the lies. One of the other battles that we face is the busyness and the always filling our space and our time and not just slowing down. And so we made space at the beginning of this message, just some space for you to stop and listen and hear from God. We've got to start doing that consistently. We've got to start anchoring ourselves, pressing in, doing that consistent thing, waiting on God. John 10, this is Jesus. Again, he's talking to the Pharisees, and he says, Truly, I tell you, Pharisees, I... You guys just aren't getting this. Anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. The sheep listen to his voice. He calls his sheep 
by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they'll run away from him because they don't recognize a stranger's voice. So Jesus is talking about this, this sheep pen in, in, in the Middle East. Sometimes there are these massive sheep pens that are built around and there's a door for them to go in. At the end of the day, all of these shepherds with all of their different flocks, they make their way. They're, they're, they're bringing all of these sheep and they're herding them in and they're, they're sending them into this sheep pen. It was fascinating. I was reading stories about shepherds who still do this. And, and there's this one shepherd who could just hear the bleat of one of his lambs and pick it up and, and by feel find the, the mom of that lamb and, and put it back to suckle. Shepherds know their sheep. So anyways, sometimes there can be thousands of sheep in this sheep pen. And the way that a shepherd communicates with their sheep is they have some specific call. Maybe it's... I'm, so, I'm throwing it out there. I don't have any experience. Right? Now somebody came and... Uh, so let's say I had my flock of sheep and somebody came and, and stood beside me and mimicked that perfectly. The sheep wouldn't even pay attention because the sheep know the voice of their shepherd. And so there, there's thousands of sheep. The, the, the shepherds go to sleep. The sheep go to sleep. They wake up in the morning. It's time to go out to pasture. How do they get their sheep? Well, there's been some mixing around. They're all over the place. Shepherd calls out. All of a sudden, the sheep start to pull out one by one by one by one by one by one by one. And, and they follow. They know the voice of the shepherd. What I'm saying is, is church, you know the voice of the shepherd. And, and he's calling you. And he's calling you and he wants to give you more. He wants to take you deeper. That's the invitation. Will you respond? Do you want, do you want to go deeper? Because really, it's up to you. It's really up to you. And Jody, can I invite you to come up? We talked about doing this last week and it didn't work, but I would love to, to do it this week. Oh, sorry, different Jody. you're on we're good this is my friend Jody all of our friend Jody Jody serves as one of the uh, elders here at Crossroads and um, at our last elders meeting we were uh, I, I believe it was during prayer or some, somewhere in there we yeah, were talking after, about after prayer yeah okay so um, I'm gonna ask you a couple questions as we go but why don't you share share with us uh, what what you heard what you experienced what God did okay and hold that mic really close okay um, I think that God had um, been speaking to me over the past few weeks, actually, um, just through um, your sermons and through reading. Um, stretching uh, was coming up quite a bit, and um, also in my community group, um, just sharing in that. Um, so a little, people might know a bit of my story, but... Um, Basically, uh, my husband and I have had a difficult um, sort of five years at least with our oldest son. And so um, I definitely have found my way back uh, to um, God through that. And, and Dan is still struggling a bit. And uh, there's a lot of um, just brokenness there. And so one of the things that he's been suffering with is migraines, actually. So... Uh, he can get uh, quite de sort of, he'll have migraines for like 
really uh, five weeks at a time and they can be quite um, debilitating. And mm -hmm. so um, I had sort of shared with the elders just that I've, or that I've just been worried about him and, and wanting to um, just have him get closer to, to God. And so um, with his migraines and things like that, uh, I definitely have felt uh, that it was something that he was suffering with. So anyways, um, through that, I uh, just felt that God was speaking to me a bit about stretching and that basically um, I just felt a really strong um, uh, sense from God that he wanted me to pray for Dan for healing. And so uh, that would be really difficult for me. Um, I, I have a hard time even praying out loud sometimes and also just asking Dan if I can pray for him um, would be definitely stretching my my um, faith. So I, I was definitely just saying, no, that's not what you want me to do. I'm sure that that's not what you're asking me to do. And so uh, one night um, I was just, I, I mean, James, James um, 513 to 16 was uh, a reading that um, had come to me and I'm just like, oh, it's like talking about uh, you know, if anyone's sick, then confess your sins together, pray together, and, and you'll be healed. So um, I really just sensed that God was asking me to, like, ask Dan if I could, like, lay my hands on him and, and pray. And that would be very unlike me <laughs> to ask him. And uh, so anyways, I was just alone. Um, again, that whole being alone with God and just... Uh, fighting with it and saying no that can't be what you're you're asking me to do and um, also I had been you had been talking about the Holy Spirit um, and something that you had said just really rang something in me of like I've always kind of felt the Holy Spirit is in me uh, to spread light out into the world it was for others it's to you know to share the Holy Spirit with others and all of a sudden, um, it just came to me that God was just like, the Holy Spirit, I, I'm with you. I, I am in you, and I'm here for you, and I love you. And um, for weeks, I had been struggling with a huge knot in my, my back, in my shoulder. Um, I work in an accounting office, and it's very busy right now, and a lot of computer work, and so this knot I have been working with and trying to get it to, to um, sort of work out, and all of a sudden, I just felt that God was just saying, let me show you what I can do, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this for you, and so I laid my hand on my my shoulder on my knot and I just prayed for God to just show me and to heal me and instantly the knot was gone um and yeah beautiful hey? <laughs> it was Thank you, instantaneous and huge and it was this uh huge building of faith of okay you you're you're telling me that you can do this and not only that I love Dan, but I love you, and I'm going to do this for you. So I got, <laughs> got out, and I was like, okay, so Dan. And I just went to him, and I just said, I just feel like God is asking me to um, pray for you, for your migraines. And, uh, and he's like, okay, let's do that. And so um, I laid my hands on his head, and I prayed, I confessed to God that I have not been fully compassionate and kind to Dan when he suffered with the migraines, that I hadn't had full understanding of that suffering and asked for forgiveness for that. And I just prayed that God would, would heal him of his migraines. And, um, and so for a few days, there was no migraines. Beautiful. And it was beautiful and great. And I was like, okay. 
And then one day he came home from work and, and he's like, I, th I think I'm getting a migraine. And um, right away that doubt came in quickly mm. of like, okay, um, God, what's happening here? And, um, and I just knew that that was the enemy right away. I was like, no. And I just said, no, I believe that God is healing you. And so we're going to continue to pray and we continue to pray. And now for a week, he hasn't had any migraines. And I just yeah. feel, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And I feel awesome. that God is telling me that he's healing more than just migraines. And yeah. so I believe that um, that there is lots of healing going on in, in, in the song you're at work even when I don't see it, mm. and even when I don't feel it, I believe that, that he's doing something, yeah. so, yeah. Amazing, mm -hmm. beautiful, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we ce let's celebrate with Jody. That's amazing, yeah. okay. Now, um, tell me, when, you're, when you're, you're talking about, I heard God say this, I'm, mm -hmm. I, um, what does that sound like to you? What's, what's happening yeah. for you as you hear? Um, that's always been something that I've not quite understood that hearing God's voice and it's not like I'm hearing his voice in my head. Um, I felt like this was not just something that happened right away. It was something that God was working in me for weeks. Mm. Like there was different things in your, your sermons, in my Bible reading, in my community group, people just sharing their stories. Um, when Stacy came up and spoke, I mean, that encouraged me. Mm -hmm. And it was right around a time where I was feeling uh, um, and hearing about healing. Mm -hmm. So I just really encourage people to continue to just share stories with one another in your community groups and, and everything else, because I feel God speaks to us through other people and their Absolutely. experiences as well. Um, and yeah, I just, I felt like I, that time that I just sort of stopped and said, okay, like, what is this all about? And just was really quiet and allowed God to just sort of speak to me. I mean, this would not be my normal behavior to <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to lay my hand on my shoulder. That is not me. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I just... I just feel like you just have to discern what is God's voice. And right. also, it was very clear to me when the enemy was trying to lie and right. as well. So, yeah. 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 Good. Okay. Thank mm -hmm. you, Jody. Yeah. Let's just say thanks to Jody. Bless you. Thank you. All right. Are you encouraged? Yes. So good. So there's a couple things that, um, that I want to mention, and then we're going to shift into ministry time. And uh, Jody mentioned a few times this idea of being stretched, and that was a message that Dan McCauley gave about a month or so ago. That's available online. Uh, if you weren't here for it, go and listen to it, because it's significant, this idea of, of that consistent time before God and the idea that God stretches us. He stretches us deeper um, the other thing is, is um, God speaks to us in different ways. He doesn't always speak the same way, but he's always speaking. If it's really quiet for you, spend some time in his word. God will speak to you through his word. When you hear his voice, measure it through the word. Measure it together. Share stories just like Jody said. Build one another up. Never give up. Don't give up. So you might be sitting there and, and you heard what Jody's experience was. And you went, well, I, th I thought I prayed just like that and it didn't work for me. Don't listen to the voice of the enemy. We're, we're in a battle, right? So the enemy came back and, and tried to, to take what Jody was given there in that moment. And she stopped. She stopped him. By doing what? By hearing God's voice, by stepping into her identity. This is so imperative for us as a church. So imperative that we hear the Father's voice.
Now, it's probably worthwhile to spend time hearing the way that God has been speaking because he's been speaking to a number of us here. And if you need some encouragement, go and talk to people that that are hearing really clearly from God. You'll be encouraged. You'll be inspired. Um, So I'm going to pray for us. uh, Ministry teams, if you can make your way forward. Um, Just if you want to do communion, we're doing it a little differently. Meredith, did you explain it already? Okay, let me explain it. So um, the, the communion servers are going to have the, uh, the bread and the cup. And what they're going is you come and just stand there and just hold your hands out. And they're going to take the bread and the cup and they are going to place it into your hands. Now what's really important is uh, the whole idea is, is we're just minimizing spread, right? Make sure you don't touch their gloves. Don't try and touch their gloves as they hold your hands open and grab the, the bottom of the cup as they give you the top of the cup. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Okay, good. Um, again, we don't do this out of fear. We do this out of respect for what's happening in our world. We do this out of being wise. We do this realizing that there's a very real battle. And we do this also recognizing that sickness is not from God. Sickness is from the enemy. We are fighting sickness. It's a, it's a natural thing. Uh, and it's a spiritual thing. We're fighting it. Are we good there? We've talked about this before. This isn't brand new things, right? Okay. You guys are, you're beautiful. I'm so glad that you're here. And if you're online with our first service, we're glad you're here too. Um, so I'm going to pray. Can I have you stand, church? God, you are so good. You're so good, Lord, and we worship you. And Father, I just just pray right now, uh, anywhere that the enemy has his hands on ears, hands on a pipeline that would be between you and your children, I just command the enemy to take your hands off. Open up our ears, Lord. And if as I'm saying that, all of a sudden something comes to mind, whether it's a sin or a habit or a memory or anything like that, uh, and you don't feel like you can get rid of it, that's the kind of thing that you want to bring forward so that we can pray with you about. Because God will take it. He'll open up the line. And so, Father, as your children, we want to hear your voice. As, As your sheep, Lord, we want to run towards you because we know that you have good things for us and so we celebrate you lord we worship you we're encouraged by what you're doing lord teach us move us into that next place in jesus name amen amen church so we're going to move into ministry time we've got prayer teams on this side and communion on this side we didn't do the offering uh, to minimize the passing of the baskets, so there'll, there'll be people who are holding the baskets just at the back there uh, if you want to put your offering in on your way out. Um, if you prefer to do absolutely no touch online, especially recurrent giving, is a great thing to do. So bless you, church. Have an amazing week. Go empowered. Go encouraged with the truth that when you choose Jesus, you're made new. You're you're his full son, you're his full daughter. Have a great week.